This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson and, uh, well... Happy 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception to everybody out there <laughs> listening. The the uh, actual time of the Immaculate Reception was 3.41 p.m., so just a little bit ago, uh, one of the greatest moments, if not the greatest moment in NFL history, happened uh, 50 years ago today. And, of course, uh, we also uh, lost uh, Franco Harris, the, uh, um, I guess, the architect of the, what would you call him? The I guess the primary... Hmm. Jump started something like that, yeah. and the ignition something like that, something explosive to get this thing rolling. Yeah, that's kind of how I described it uh, today in my yeah. uh, Five for Friday. Um, that, that he ignited the uh, what would become a uh, good word. There you go, Steelers Perfect. Nation or Steelers the the seventies the the whole thing. Actually, really, the everything that we, that's carried through fifty years to today started at that. Yeah, moment. right, right, right. I mean. Because I mean, before the, the that, the Steelers, yeah, was, they'd never won a right. they'd never won a playoff game before. Yeah, it's kind of like BC and you know AD. You know, I mean, in terms of the, the immaculate reception, I mean, we don't really talk about those years before it happened. I mean, they're a little dim, but since then, it's been pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, and the Steelers will try to add to that on Saturday when they host the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the team that the the immaculate reception came against. And, uh, Matt, I have the uh, final injury report here for the Steelers. We can't, oh, okay. right can't talk some football today. Uh, so, uh, the Steelers uh, have uh, three guys with a designation or sort of a designation because Terrell Edmonds did not practice all week long. His status mm-hmm. is unspecified. I don't even know what that means. I've never heard that. Yeah, I've never heard that one either. Uh, I didn't know that's a, a loophole there. Yeah. Deontay Johnson and Derek Watt. I'm sorry, Miles Jack, uh, both questionable for this game. Although uh, Jack was a full participant on Thursday, Deontay Johnson uh, did not practice on Thursday, but he did uh, get through a workout today, uh, the walkthrough today. So it looks good for him to go out and participate. I haven't heard anything yet about Edmonds. I was actually over at the facility today, and it was on triple lockdown today. So um, for the Raiders, this is where this gets a little interesting. So, yeah, I mean, the Steelers stuff's a little interesting, too. Yeah. Cornerback Rocky Sin is out. He won't play. Right. He's got a okay. knee injury. They have six guys who are questionable, including both starting guards, Alex Bars and Dylan Parham. Both were limited uh, participants in practice on Thursday. Uh, if these come down to game-time decisions for these guys, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, uh, I know it's your job, <laughs> and – you know, for for both of these guys, it's knee injuries, and I can yeah. just t- tell you, having you know, I've got bad knees uh, from from years mm-hmm. of of beating them up on you know playing different sports. Um, they don't loosen up real well in the cold. <laughs> I, was, I had a feeling you were going to bring the weather up here. Yeah, you know, the, it's kind of like the Tin Man, I bet, in these kind of, in this kind of weather. A little bit. I mean, you need to. You, yeah, you can't. You can't. You know, pour a little oil on that uh, to, right. to loosen it up. Uh, so they're both questionable. Jackson Barton, an offensive tackle, is questionable. He was limited on on Thursday. Andrew Billings, uh, one of their defensive tackles with a fibula issue, questionable. He was limited all week long. 
Uh, Darian Butler, a linebacker with a quad, was limited all week long. And then Zamir White uh, with the the running back or backup running back with an ankle Mm -hmm. is also questionable for this game. The two guards and and Billings are big. They are. And I bet some listeners are like, why is that big? I've never heard of any of these guys. I mean, Jermaine Illuminor is their starting right tackle. Oh, absolutely. They've got three offensive linemen who are questionable for this game. Yeah, and I think it is a big deal. Like, I've been saying this all week, that this is really a Stars and Scrubs roster. You know, they got five or six guys that are about as good at what they do as there is in the league. Crosby, Jacobs, you know, I mean, uh, Waller, Adams, etc. But then there's no real middle class or well-known players because Gruden and Mayock drafted so poorly. So these names we mentioned that might not be a big deal to other teams or who this team counts on. I mean, Dylan Parham looks like he's a good prospect. People might've heard of him because he's a third round pick, but no one's heard of Alex bars or Illuminor, but that's the best they've got. And they're making do with it. And they're getting a lot out of these guys. So uh, that is a big deal to me. Yeah. I mean, even if one of those guys misses mm-hmm. because of, because of the lack of depth that they have on their def- or offensive line, it's a huge deal. Right. Same thing with Billings that's for that deal. matter. It is. I mean, I bet a lot of everyone take two seconds and tell me who the defensive tackles are on the Raiders. I'm sure you don't know. You know, I mean, it's the same situation. I mean, it's Bilal Nichols and Kylie Pecco, and they picked up Jerry Tillery, who washed out with the Chargers, and he's actually helped them a little. The Billings might be their most well known guy. You know, I mean, their first round pick could certainly be a D tackle. Right, right. I know we do this just because this isn't a a, a team that uh, you know you see a lot. And we we used to do this more. We haven't done it of of late. But let's take a look at their okay. roster and compare it to the Steelers' yeah. roster. So at wide receiver, these are the names you know: Devontae Adams, Matt Collins, Hunter Renfro, and then they have uh, Keelan Cole. Those are their four mm-hmm. guys that they have. They only have four active wide receivers. Yeah, I saw that earlier in the week too. That's a little strange. Um. I think Adams might be number one in the league. If not, he's, he's in the, in the top five, yeah. guar- guaranteed. I mean, superstar. I, I, I saw this the other day, Dale, just now we're mentioning him. I think he's had four or five, I think it's four, games with 40 or less yards as a Raider. Yeah. He had one of those in his Green Bay career. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, so everyone's been so focused on him. You can take away a great receiver if that's all they have. Um, but he's a great receiver. He's a great receiver. Matt, and when he blows up, he blows up. Like, oh, yeah. His, if you look at his season this year, they, I mean, it's like a roller coaster to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Um, Hollins is a guy Without that kind of came out of nowhere this year. Uh, he's bounced around the league for five or six years now. And because they don't have anybody else, and Renfro was hurt and, and Waller was hurt, he's been the de facto number two. Yeah, and he's kind of seized the opportunity because he stuck around early in his career because he's a big, tough receiver that was a really good special teamer. You know what I mean? The tough guy blocks, and that's the key is he blocks. Is So even early on, I mean, Renfro hasn't done a ton. I'm sure he'll do more and more, but Holland's played like 98% of the snaps last week, even with Renfro and Waller back because he blocks in the run game. It's kind of the Gunner Boykin he's, he's Miles you know, Boykin. conversation. I mean, he's yeah, almost, exactly. They're they're exactly. almost identical. Yeah, in terms exactly. of size and you know, yeah, and punt team and you know they, they'll they'll make tackles and coaches love those guys. You know, Josh Jacobs probably loves that guy. 
Yeah, and and Renfro's kind of a Gunnar Olszewski. They're they're like the same dude. Yeah, Renfro's, yeah. Renfro's I, obviously more accomplished, but he is. He he was really good last year. He hasn't been this year. I I predicted he would have a ton of Welker Edelman like targets, and that hasn't come to fruition with McDaniel's and Renfro yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking at their offensive line, uh, you probably still give the with with Adams in there. You give the the nod to the. Uh, to the Raiders receivers. To the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like what the Steelers have depth-wise overall better, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Renfro's still good, uh, even though he hasn't done much right. this year, and Adams is a Adams is the trump card. And uh, I think Hollins would play a lot if he were a Steeler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. On the offensive line, you get the uh, you got Colton Miller at left tackle, who, who's a good player, mm-hmm. former first-round pick. Yes. Uh, then you got it guard, Parm, and Bars. The center is Andre James, and then Illuminor, at right tackle, the Steelers, were, uh, the Steelers' the, offensive line. I would take this one. They're, I think they're head and shoulders above this group. I think it's not even close. I mean, back to bad drafting. They were counting on Leatherwood to be the right tackle or at least a guard. <laughs> total washout. <laughs> I mean, total washout. Yeah. Um, I think Miller's the only guy I would really want. I mean, I, that's not fair. I, I would love to have Dylan Parham on this team. I'm not sure exactly where he'd fit in right to second because right. he play guard right. center. Like, if the Steelers' third-round pick, and he was a third-round pick, is Dylan Parham next year, he'll play somewhere, he, you know, or he'll be great depth. But Miller would be the guy that would plug in on this line as the almost franchise left tackle. But you can keep the other dudes. Yeah, the other ones are, I mean, even Illuminor, who's kicked around the league for a little while. Yeah, okay. Um, it would, would still be a backup. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think Miller's the only starter of the group yeah, that, yeah. if you were a Steeler. Uh, at tight end, you got Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, and Jesper Horsted. I don't know anything about Jesper, but <laughs> <laughs> I do like Moreau, though. I mean, he's a two-way tight end, fourth-round pick that's played a lot this year with Waller being out. I don't honestly know how to compare Waller versus Fryermuth. You know, early, you know, when you started the season, you'd be like, "Boy, I'd love to see Fryermuth turn into Waller." Right. Waller's had a tremendous career, but he's, well, he's, he's had a tr- quite he's had old. A, tr- a tremendous, like, two years. Yeah, yeah, the last couple of years. I mean, because he was a slow starter. Obviously, he came to the league as a wide receiver, and then he had, you know, very public alcohol issues that he's overcome. Good for him. Um, but he's 30 already. I was just pull- pulling him up. I mean, yeah. He's already 30, and he's had, like, two or three good years. Now he's coming back. I'll give the Raiders the edge of tight end. Because I'll take. Should Moreau we consider Waller in the receiver group? Almost. He's not going to block anybody. He's not going to block anybody. Yeah. I mean, even last year or last week, you know, he only played fifty or sixty percent of the snaps. But of those snaps, like eighty of them were in the slot. Yeah. I mean, that's what he is. He's yeah. he's their that's fifth. He he's their fifth receiver since since they only have four on the. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's in real realistically, he's the number two. Right. You know, I mean, he's much different than Adams, who does everything, and he's much different than Renfro, and the three of them aren't at all similar. That's how it's designed, because they use a fullback so much, or Moreau is a blocking tight end, they still always have six good blockers on the field, if not seven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At running back, you got Josh Jacobs. And I don't even know if we should consider anybody. uh, uh, Jacob Johnson, Nobody else even does anything. Nobody does anything. That's I mean, the Jacob amazing Johnson, the thing fullback. about this about it's this nuts. roster yeah. is that Derek Carr is their second leading rusher, and Derek Carr doesn't run. 
He's he got 21 yards. He gets, he's got 21 <laughs> carries all season, and he's their second yeah. leading rusher in, in, in carries and yardage. Yeah. I mean, the fullback has to be mentioned here because he plays a lot, Jacob Johnson. And he is, I think he's a linebacker turned fullback, I'm pretty sure. And, and it shows. I mean, he doesn't ever carry the ball. He's a killer. I mean, he's a downhill thumper. And he, but he plays more than Abdullah or Zamir White or Brandon Bold or Jesper Horstead. Really a special team, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All these. <laughs> um, so the plan was for them: we're going to draft Zamir White in the fourth round. We're not going to, you know, pick up Josh Jacobs uh, fifth year, and the two of those will split carries in a New England like fashion. We'll let Josh move on his way. But to your point, it's only Jacobs. I mean, he leads the league in rushing, though, so I think you have to give the Raiders a nod here. He's really good. I'm looking at this more, though, Matt, from what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And right now, I'll take the the Najee harris Jalen Warren duo over Josh Jacobs. There's a point for that, or a case for that. Because the Steelers, so, are, the Steelers are running the ball more effectively than the Raiders have all season. Despite Jacobs, because nobody else adds anything to their rushing totals. It's all him. Yeah. Of course, right. They're not a strong running team, per se. No. They don't they have a strong runner. They have a strong run. Right. That's a good way to put it. They have one. A, yeah, yeah. One. But they get no ancillary yards whatsoever in a run game. So I saw this this morning. It wasn't in my stat pack. But since week 10, Jacobs is averaging 25 and a half carries and four and a half targets per game. And he's gone over total, you know, 100 total yards in every one of those. But it's all him. It's all <laughs> you him. know, I mean, that's a that's like 30 touches a game since week 10. It's a huge workload in today's NFL. It, it absolutely is, and, and he's banged up at this point. Um, you know, if sure. You, if you look at their run game overall, they're averaging 126.2 yards per game. The Steelers are 116.1. But as we know, over the last six, seven weeks – the Steelers are averaging 145 rushing yards per game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a it, it, it's a case for all teams, but evaluating season long stats for the Steelers is a little bit of a misnomer, especially offensively. Yeah. Now, I think if if we're looking, you know, player by player, yeah, you probably you, you know Jacobs is number one, but the Steelers' two running backs are sure. two and three, and I don't think it's no doubt. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's pretty close. I think there. that's all distinct. Yeah. 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 On defense, but I mean, I would trade I would trade Najee for Jacobs. Okay, I don't know if I would based on the workload that he's gotten this year. Like they're running him, uh, like how long they have got. no intention whatsoever of resigning him. I bet they franchise him and do it again, and then send him on his way. Is damn as good. And I'll bet I'll bet they regret that because they're running him into the ground this year. Yeah, yeah, I think he has a broken hand, whether or not that's reported or not. You know, yeah, I mean uh, that's going to be painful tomorrow too. I would think in, the, in mm-hmm. that kind of weather. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like minus one right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> looking at their defense. Okay, you got the right. aforementioned Max Crosby at the defensive end, along with uh, Chandler Jones. And then at defensive tackle, Andrew Billings, Bilal Nichols. You mentioned Jerry Tillery, uh, Kyle Pecco, uh, Matthew Butler, um, Clown Farrell doesn't even play for It's them, amazing right? that he even doesn't even come up. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, the fourth I mean, overall pick in the draft in 19. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how badly Mayock and Gruden drafted. And they had so many first-round picks after trading Amari and Mack and all those guys. And he's the worst of all of them, but at least he's still on the team. Oh, I guess Ruggs is the worst of all of them, or you know, some of the guys that aren't on the team. Yeah, This isn't even close. I mean, 
But I want to give Max Crosby the respect he deserves. If we're drafting edge rushers in the league only, he's going in the top five or six picks. Yeah. But it's behind TJ. You right. know, I mean, it's behind Garrett. It's behind Bosa. Then the list gets pretty short. I mean, he's that good. Yeah. But Chandler Jones, to me, isn't as good as Highsmith. No, he's not what he was. Um, no. You know, he's obviously he's, he's on the wrong side of 30 now. Um, I know he made a play last week because they threw the ball right to him. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And he ran over a quarterback. That's the best thing he's done all year, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, at line, the interior's not even close. Yeah, it's. I mean, the interior's junk. It's not even close. Junk. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, looking at their uh, linebackers, you got uh, Luke Masterson, Denzel Perryman. You got uh, Darian Butler, who's That's hurt. about it. Yeah. I, mean, I see four on their roster. Yeah, they've got Curtis Bolton as well, but it's like not a good, not a good group. It's really bad. I mean, this interior triangle of or square of you know the two uh, the the D tackles and linebackers, second level linebackers, is as bad as you'll see in the league. Like yeah. I don't think Houston would trade with them. Masterson's you know I mean? an undrafted guy. The other is uh, Masterson uh, and Butler are both undrafted guys. Yeah, I, I think they're happy with Masterson and the. We found something out of nothing type of dude, but it's not like he's a plus player. I mean, you know? I mean right and, now, Mark Robinson would probably be starting for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, Spillane to play every snap. Yeah, I right. mean, that, that That's to where they're at. Uh, I think you used this example earlier in the week, and I've been stealing it and using it all week, is, is Denzel Perryman is Vince Williams. You know, like, you love him. He hits like a truck, but he's really built for 20 years ago. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, looking and to at, your point, these guys give up a they hemorrhage receptions to running backs. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's it's really bad, really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at cornerback, it's Nate Hobbs. Uh, they got Sam Webb, who is an undrafted free agent, rookie. Uh, Rocky Sin, who's questionable for this game. Amik yeah, Robinson, and then uh, they got Sidney Jones and uh, Tyler Hall. It's not a good. I one. know they like Hobbs. I know they like Robertson. I mean, they're fourth and fifth round picks that are both probably slots in the perfect world. That's the only thing Robinson can do. He's tiny. He's a 5'8 type of dude. They traded Yannick Ndokwe straight up for Rocky Sin. And he's okay. You know, I yeah. mean, it's he's, he's, their, big guy. he's their big guy that, to match up against bigger receivers. Well, they may not right, have him. Right. And he's not probably going to play. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who. Well, no, I he's, guess actually, Rocky he's Sin out. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly how, if you combine these two groups of corners, how the pecking order would go, but more Steelers would get snaps than Raiders. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah. these, guys, these guys aren't great. Uh, no. Then at, at uh, the safety position, you got Trayvon Morig at strong safety, uh, Deron Harmon at free safety. I love Morig, but the Steelers obviously get the nod here. Yeah. Now, what I if mean, what if Edmonds doesn't play tomorrow? Well, Mink is still the first pick by a wide margin. Yeah. And then it's Mowring. KZ is better than Harmon. Yeah, I think KZ would so start for them, a, which is kind of – Yeah. They they, they signed Harmon because he's a former Patriot. Exactly. There's a lot of old Patriots. There's a lot of old Bolden, Patriots on this. You know? Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're doing here. So, mm-hmm. um, And they trust him. He's been around the block. He's an older guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're special teams – haven't been real good either. Uh, the difference between their punt return yardage, 
they're at like five point eight or something like that. The Steelers aren't aren't better than that. They've been they've been even worse actually. But the Raiders allow like eleven point six yards per punt return. Yeah, yeah, which is not good in today's yeah. NFL. No, I don't know enough about their specialists, but I think their their punter is considered a good player. Cole, I I don't honestly know. Yeah, I mean, uh, hmm, we'll see. I don't know, uh, but their their coverage units may not must not be very good. No, they just I, there's not a lot of depth here. No, oh, it goes back to I mean, I they've drafted so badly. I mean, it's really a everyone talks about the Rams as a stars and scrubs roster. They have much more of a middle class than this team. I mean, they and their stars are better, but I mean, they have five great players, and then they have bad draft, bad draft, bad draft. Fill in the blanks. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's an interesting roster. When you look at the roster as it's constructed now, it's it's hard for me to believe they went into this season thinking they were a Super Bowl contender. I know. Again, I mean, they. I'm sure they had a real sit down meeting. And, you know, should we trade car and punt this year? And I kind of made the funny last night with Pursuta in Vegas. They put all their chips in the middle and they lost. You know, they, they didn't have a good enough hand. And now they're kind of in trouble again. Would the Packers and Raiders both been better off if they don't don't make the Devontae Adams trade? I tend to think yes. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I mean, you, you think about the, the money that, that Adams is taking up now on their salary cap. Uh, right, you know they traded the picks to get him. Uh, obviously, the a Pack- lot, right? Yeah, right. the Packers could certainly use him. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. There's but- a lot of talk that Carr won't be back because they can get out from his contract quick and probably get a first round pick from a lot of teams. You know? Yeah, but then you don't have a quarterback. So, yeah, right, right. You know, you're not rolling in the next year. Jared Stidham is your backup. You know, is your Stidham's starter. Stidham's a backup. Yeah, right. And they're not picking top. You know, the top. They're picking about where the Steelers are. They're not going to get a good one. Right away in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting uh, roster makeup for the Raiders. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're gonna we're gonna take a break here. Um, you can subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola talks with head coach Mike Tomlin about the upcoming game. New episodes drop every game day. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with more right after this.